Input. Output. Hi, this is Input Output, and I'm your host, Mark Yarm. Today on the Input Output podcast, we've got exciting previews of a dual screen phone and an all terrain vehicle. Microsoft recently provided details on its first foray into phones in years, the Surface Duo, which launches September 10th. I'm not trying to reinvent the phone, but I do believe this is a better way to get things done, a better way to create, and a better way to connect on a mobile device. After hearing what Microsoft had to say about the dual screen device, which runs on Android, InputMag.com senior reviews editor Ray Wong wrote that he's quote unquote excited as hell to get his hands on one. Here's Ray reading an excerpt from his preview. Now that everyone, including the iPad, is copying the Surface's tablet, detachable keyboard, and stylus recipe, Microsoft's chief product officer, Panos Panay, is turning Microsoft's hardware attention back to mobile with the dual screen duo. After missing out on mobile during the last decade, Panos says he believes the duo has unique enough hardware and multitasking software to offer fresh mobile experiences. I have no clue how good the Surface Duo is in person, since I haven't touched it or played with its software, but I'm excited as hell to get my hands on one. Welcome back to the show, Ray. Hey, hey, hey. So why are you excited as hell to get your hands on a Surface Duo? I mean, it's so fresh it's so different we've seen regular phablet size phones and then you know we've seen foldables and there are some challenges there you know mainly the durability of the screen itself but this is like kind of a weird off to the side kind of product it's got big bezels which is kind of dated looking but it has this really really strong and durable hinge it's really thin and it's microsoft's first mobile phone in like years you know windows phone failed and you know now they're turning their attention to Android, which is very weird for Microsoft. You'd think they use a version of Windows, but they're not because they want the apps. It's just so weird that like I'm very fascinated by it. So how does it work? Are those two screens basically working in concert or can they be doing separate things? So Microsoft wants you to think of the duo as like this like transforming adaptive kind of device. When it's folded up, it's like a regular phone, a little wider than a regular phone, but it's still a regular phone, right? It functions just like an Android phone. All the things that you do on Android, your notifications, your app drawer, all that stuff, that works exactly the same. But when you unfold it, you get two screens and you can open two apps at the same time. And if you've ever done that with like an iPad or maybe an LG device with a dual screen or maybe a foldable, you'll know how amazing and how powerful having two apps at the same time is. You know, I've always used Twitter and Feedly. I love browsing the news and also seeing what's happening live. So I think the software itself is gonna be big for the device. All right, I love this product. I love it. I love it. I think you're gonna love it. It's thin, it's sleek. It, uh, it's probably the, one of the sexiest devices we've built. So Panos Panay described this as one of the sexiest things Microsoft has ever released. I mean, Microsoft isn't really usually associated with sexy, is it? It is very weird for them to say that. But, you know, lately the Surface hardware has been pretty sleek, I gotta say. You know, I think the Surface Studio desktop that like kind of angles down and becomes this like giant easel like canvas, that was like so cool. And the Surface laptops, you know, the Surface Pro X, that is also very sleek. And so Microsoft does have the hardware chops. I've been to their Surface Labs before. I've seen how they tested the durability of these devices. And 
they are best in class second to none is it the sexiest device i don't know i haven't seen it in person i haven't held it i've only kind of like seen it through twitter pics and online videos so i'll have to reserve judgment until i actually get my hands on one speaking of which when will we be able to get our hands on one so the duo comes out on september 10 and it does cost a hefty amount 13.99 but you know for what it does and what microsoft is promising i'm excited to see its potential maybe it's this awesome like device that changes our lives maybe it's not they're not trying to reinvent the phone they're just trying to create this device that is built to be more i guess adaptable for our productivity you know microsoft announced this product like way back last fall but covid19 happened and they've kind of had to adjust the message and i think it actually works out pretty well for them because you know we're all at home maybe working more and for me at least i'm working on at my desk i'm working on my bed i'm moving to my sofa i'm cooking a lot so it's like you want this device that kind of shape shifts that folds and unfolds and morphs and adapts to these different environments and that seemed like a gimmicky idea before but now it suddenly seems like it might actually make sense you can follow Ray on Twitter at Ray Wangi. Now on to today's second story. Despite the economic worries ravaging the U.S., the 2021 Ford Bronco received more than 150,000 pre-orders in the two weeks after it was announced. Introducing the return of a legend. The all-new Bronco two-door, the first-ever Bronco four-door, and the adventure-ready Bronco Sport. InputMag.com news editor Craig Wilson didn't pre-order one, but he's very excited about this all-terrain vehicle nevertheless. Here he is reading an excerpt from his recent piece on the Bronco. As much fun for weekend getaways as for fleeing fellow survivors of a global catastrophe, the new sixth generation Broncos will come in two and four door variants and are the first updates to the range of all terrain vehicles that Ford's made since 1996. The user interface suggests there's also at least one plug-in hybrid version of the Bronco incoming, though Ford's been tight-lipped about it, and the pre-orders to date are only for the more conventional refined oil burning iterations. Welcome back to the show, Craig. Thanks, Mark. Great to be here. So the 2021 Ford Bronco racked up over 150,000 pre-orders in the first couple of weeks. What is the excitement over this vehicle about? It's kind of incredible to see. And I guess it's also a reminder that, you know, we talk a lot here uh, on the show and on the website generally about the sort of future of electric cars. But, you know, this Bronco reminds us that there's still a lot of appetite and a lot of sales to be made in the gas guzzling market. I think what's particularly exciting about the Bronco, though, is that it's just such incredible fun. You know, the Bronco generally is a, a pretty sort of iconic American vehicle. It was originally marketed in the late 1960s as a do-everything Bronco. kind of car. Ford Bronco, first four-wheel drive sports car, blazing a new trail of excitement. The new Ford Bronco for 1966, a rough, tough, go-anywhere, climb-anything sports car. You know, the idea was that you could 
used it as a pickup truck around the farm or out in the country to move things about from place to place. But you could just as easily take it into town on the weekends to, you know, see friends and socialize. And it was really meant to be a, a go anywhere, do anything kind of car. And over the various iterations over the years, this will now be the sixth generation of the vehicle. There were also great and sort of amazing inclusions like the ability to take the doors off and to take the roof off of some models and to basically turn it into a sort of 4x4 beach buggy. So what Ford's done here? Well, first there's excitement because we haven't seen a new Bronco since the late 1990s, but also it's taken all of those sort of attributes that made the various generations of Bronco so appealing and it's put them in a really modern looking vehicle. So there's going to be a two-door and a four-door variant and a lot of sub-variants within that. But if you are the sort who likes going camping or off-roading or you're just looking for something that can handle anything you can throw at it, the Bronco is so deeply customizable. There's literally about 200 different options of things you can pop in it that it's just an incredibly fun vehicle in a time of otherwise quite a lot of dark news and so on. And I think pre-ordering this for a lot of people is also a way to get excited about the world to come. So what features in the new Bronco are you most looking forward to? I love, for instance, the removable doors. I mean, it just seems to sort of speak to a kind of carefree recklessness that I guess we don't get too often anymore in the age of deep running safety standards lists and airbag tests and, and that sort of thing. You know, if you say had this out on a farm or on a ranch, you could pop the doors and the roof off on a sunny day and leave them in the garage and go off for a day of fun, perhaps down by the lake, if that's the sort of thing you have. But it's also filled with just clever little touches. So for instance, when you pop the trunk, there is a notch in the side of the rear panel that can serve as a bottle opener. Now, look, I guess you should probably stick to soft drinks or uh, at least if you're the driver. But those kinds of little touches just, you know, make it clear that Ford's really, really thought about this and thought about the target market. In the story, you mentioned possible competition for the Ford Bronco, including Tesla's Cybertruck. What does this market segment look like right now? In terms of the actual gas guzzlers, you know, there are a lot of SUVs out there. Pretty much every major automaker has something on its cards and on its books. But I think there's also a lot of interest from the electrified off-road market. The Cybertruck, of course, has just grabbed headlines, but it's incredibly divisive and it's not actually here yet. Elon Musk is notorious for many things, but one of them is for missing his own deadlines. So... I would bet on the Cybertruck making it to market well after the Ford Bronco. And there is suggestion of a plug-in hybrid Bronco, if not a fully electric one. The other big competition is going to come from the likes of GMC, who are building, believe it or not, a fully electric Hummer. Then there's companies like Rivian who are making their own electric off-roaders. So there are a lot of people vying for your dollars if you're thinking of buying any of these. The thing that Ford has massively in its favor, though, is the brand sort of equity that comes with the Bronco. It's such an iconic brand and such an iconic range within Ford's overarching brand that they look set to sell millions of them. You can follow Craig on Twitter at Craig Wilson, and I am at Mark Yarm. For more news from the world of technology and culture, visit InputMag.com. You can click on the links in the show notes for the stories we discussed today. 
New episodes of Input Output are released three times a week. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. You can find Input Output on your smart speaker or whichever podcast app you use. Thanks for listening.